I feel like the uh, the Bamba and Tim podcast bingo sheet is like mentioning that game and then being like, oh, we don't have it. It's a nose car. I feel like we've said <laughs> that like 10 times on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the bingo sheet though? Like when there's like, like yeah. the podcast I listen to, like there's like sometimes like they make fun of. It's like a, oh, it's like a running kind of, not a joke, but yeah. a reference almost. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. That's one of them. Oh, it feels Another so good. Another one is Bamba and Tim 2. <laughs> yes. Yes. It feels so good a to mythical be... project. Oh my God. When is it coming out? It's going to be like five years in the making and then come out. Literally, dude. Because like, I feel like every musical thing I'm doing right now is like several years in the making at this point. I don't feel like even like almost worthy to make the project with you anymore. Like not in a bad way, but just like you have progressed so much in music where I like, obviously I'm not even on that level. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's, it's almost, it's almost just fun for you to like, it's just a waste of time for you. I feel like to do that. It's like, but it's like a fun waste of time. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, yeah, because I feel like I have this issue now where like whenever I'm making music, it has to be like perfect and it's never perfect. So it's actually like a love hate, you know, with making my own music because I, you know, I'm like, how has that it. been going? We haven't checked in on that in a while. I was like literally mixing something earlier today. It's like a huge part of your life that I haven't really gotten to tap into because you're so damn stubborn and won't show me any of it. I think it's and- just, yeah, it's, well, it's because like, <laughs> it's this very slow process. Like it's, I look back at, I was like just listening to like one of, I was listening to um Sincere's music yesterday, which is super Does random. Does he still make music? No, not really. Okay, good. I think it's, I think it's like here and there, you know? Yeah. So it made me listen shout to like- Shout out Sincere. Shout out Sincere. <laughs> he has one of the best verses I've ever heard. Well, it made me listen to that That's verse. That's Level Up. Yeah. On Bamba, you just go on Spotify, listen to Level, level Up. It's a it's a treat to your ears. No, it's an dude, absolute was, treat. Oh my gosh, I was cringing so hard. I think I, remember I, we got to go back to that podcast where I ranked all your music. I because uh, well, that's something I still want to do too is rank all your music, oh but I haven't God. gone around to it. Embarrassing, but. <laughs> embarrassing. But I think that I ranked that one pretty high up because or because I was like, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Stuck in my levels. I'm moving, in, but how is sincere? What was he up to? I, I don't, well, I was listening to Level Up yesterday, yeah, actually, and I, and I was like reminiscing to like the old days when I used to like just spend like an hour and like I just make a song and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's good, you know. Yeah. But now I can't do that. Now I spend like weeks like making a song and then it's like it's so slow, you know. Like I'm like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. Or uh, and then it's like this love hate thing where. I want it to be so good, but then it's like, at some, I just hold on to it forever. That's like what ends up happening because I'm like, oh, like I could tweak this or tweak that. And then like this latest EP is literally like been recorded over three separate years, which is like absurd. Which isn't a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think that it's fine. And I think yeah. that uh, it's actually really, it's really cool that you do that. And it's that just, you're a perfectionist. It's just, it's just different now. Like I feel like music, it's still fun to me, but it's like, it sometimes feels like work more work than fun but it's like i can't even have fun making um like low effort music anymore because it's like oh i don't it's not it doesn't even sound good so like what's the point yeah i feel like that's with a lot of things though too because i remember you know kind of i feel like everything i've done kind of takes that trajectory you know what i mean just like natural things like you know you're playing baseball 
and then you get to a certain level and it's just like you yeah know, you can take it too seriously oh yeah sometimes. definitely like in high school when you're like about to make varsity like i feel like that's probably you're not gonna go to the freaking park and play like some wiffle ball you know what mm-hmm. i mean you're like in that headset and you're like in that mindset But it's like remember when like you first started playing baseball and it's like that's all you want to do exactly and it's like, you probably like weren't didn't even have like the right form on anything or whatever you weren't even thinking about all those technicalities and you're just like I just want to hit the ball in the park. That's, that's all. literally that. That's literally when we went golfing with me, you, and Julian. Yeah. That was me that day. Mm. And I look back to that day with such fond- fondness because I already killed it. It's already dead. That Tim oh. who was hitting those golf balls, I'm in my own head, man. I went into that YouTube like... Oh, shoot, the spiral. But I still... I'm, I haven't even really started playing golf, yeah, so I'm yeah. still, it's still super fun. I'm still in that stage. But that day, specifically, I was like had like terrible form, and I was just rocking them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I didn't even care. And it was, go, it was it's better than I even hit it now. I have not hit it as good as when we went, ever, again. Really? I just kept... I just overthought it since that day. Did you so, like adjust your form? Is that what happened? Yeah, every time after. I Because well, oh, I went shoot. home and I watched the YouTube videos. Yeah. So uh, I got on my own head. You just got to have me and Julian there. I think you need that ego <laughs> boost. You know, those two guys who can't even hit the ball. And then you're hitting it. That's that's what you need. Maybe. Maybe that's what I need. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but I'm still, I think I'm still doing good. We'll see. Because I'm, so now me and Steve are going to go and do a round of nine and so i haven't even played that so i don't even know if i'm even good is this at golf. steve like becca's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend yes yeah they're they're broken up and then we kind of reconnected this year um and yeah so we've been uh ta- hanging out and yeah the golfing it's a weird thing that i just got into because i like think really negatively of the um of like the golf community i feel like they're oh. like really stuck up and in my head and Maybe I was being too harsh because I think that like some of them are stuck up and then like some of them are just like super casual. Mm. But it's like it's so weird because it's so expensive to golf and you're just like, why am I spending like ten dollars to hit a bucket of balls? You know, any other sport like I could just go play basketball like that's so much fun, you know, that you could just go there. And then like but for golf, it's like every time's a money commitment, you know, that's how I feel about bowling. I feel like same thing with bowling. I love bowling. I love bowling. But it's like, yeah, it's it's expensive. And yeah. golf's even more expensive than bowling in some mm-hmm. ways. I guess it's not, but um, yeah, it is. But let's go back to your music. So how many songs have you uh, made so far? That's the thing is I make a lot less music these days than like I when used to. When you're pumping them out. Mm-hmm. So like I used to, I had this goal where after I finished like my second mixtape, which was like to make a hundred songs in a year. And I think I honestly came pretty close to that or something like That's that. That's awesome. But the thing is, now every time i'm writing music i'm like i'll come up with something and i'll be like oh i I don't like how that sounded or i don't like how that i don't like that line and i'll spend like just a writing process takes like you know anywhere from like a couple weeks to like you know a few months and and then you like go out after i you know fart out that that whole like lyrics or whatever you start recording it and everything and you're like, Oh, this doesn't sound good. Or like, Oh, I was like pushing it too much. And then in the bucket it goes, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. So it's like my album to be completely honest, like, which is the third one, which is the one I'm like the most scared about. Cause I feel like this EP is like my way. It's like my Bamba and Tim to this album. Like the EP is like me having fun, not really like trying as hard, but then it ends up that I'm still kind of trying kind of hard. Um, and the album is like where I really want to try hard, but, 
because of that the album is like not really fun to work on um i feel like i only have like like three songs like one song done two songs like written that are going to be on it and then i'm working on like a fourth song like writing it right now it's for your album for the album the ep is done the ep is not done yet the ep is like one song away from being done but it's like that song's been written what percent is the ep done well four songs are like fully done and then the fifth song is like recorded but it's i've been mixing it and stuff like that and that's been taking a while one more verse from teal cop (laughs) yeah and then there's a sixth song which the sixth song has been written for like a very long time now like a year or something like that but um yeah we still have to record it and then mix it and then um after that it's kind of like the the good part which is just like shooting the cover art and all that stuff which should be pretty fun but yeah the album is like oh my gosh that thing's gonna take me forever because i feel like every time i sit down to work on it i have all this pressure where i'm like oh i need to make this really good i but could then, tell that you put a lot of pressure on but yourself. then it's like it kind of sucks because it holds me back from even releasing anything and i feel like i'd rather release something than nothing because you need an alias because you've got bamba short in your head is mm-hmm. like this treasure that like can't be even obstructed you're just putting it in a case and you're like trying to keep it perfect and most of bamba short is like at the park like slugging like you know really it would bad be, like wouldn't it be a lot better to just go on like soundcloud and get some feedback too because like I, i'm sure that if you posted a song on soundcloud and got a lot of positive feedback or mm-hmm. even like critical feedback it would just be all positive for you right i think so i think it's like i'm at a point now where like a lot of my throwaway songs like aren't even bad songs you know what i'm saying like but just not, don't like, release it. I, I know that bad. i think bamba short is like your art piece it's like your mm-hmm. artwork it's um something that you've been working on that you have a really yeah. specific vision for yeah and i don't understand even don't even tell me don't even tell anyone you mm-hmm. know what i mean if you want it, you could do whatever you want and yeah. just go on soundcloud and just release them and get some feedback you know that's I mean, what i think you know what's funny is like my alias account soundcloud has like 60 followers for some reason that is what I'm alluding to is yeah. that I think yeah. that you could actually get people to li- like to, to follow to it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've thought of releasing like just random songs in there, but it's like, even when it comes to releasing random songs, I like, um, what if you released one you know, right now? What if you just released one right now? That's the thing is I'd, I'd kind of go through the decision making process. on like, Oh, which one do I just release? make a SoundCloud account? Yeah. Just, just make an account. We'll just come up with a name right now. It'll be random. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be anonymous. We'll just use a random email address and mm-hmm. you just upload a song. Like it doesn't even exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not even in your world. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you go in. There, there was, there was one song I actually silently released. Um, like, last summer yeah. i silently released it and like none of my friends noticed which is kind of cool yeah so I, I did do that actually i guess on so, bamba short or no you it wasn't it? on bamba short it was like on another thing oh yeah but it's still it's still attached to bamba short just like yeah right um but were you sad that no one noticed no because it's kind of like an experimental song anyway and um i think it was just like kind of like it was a song I had written for like a really long time. And I just was like, I kind of just do what you did. I was like, Oh, like F it. Let's just like put it out there and just like see what happens. And then like nothing. Happened. But what'd you put it out on Spotify? SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. Yeah. 
That's interesting. Yeah. How do you promote on SoundCloud? Would you have to do hashtags or what is, how does it work with SoundCloud? Um, I mean, I didn't even promote this song. Right. I don't even really promote my music in general. No, like, I anymore. know. Yeah. I know. But I guess I don't even know how people blow up on SoundCloud. That's the thing is like I've never had a song like actually blow up. But I feel like your brother has. My brother has had. You're, actually, you've even had like songs kind of blow up. Like that one with the. What was it? The one with, like the goldfish oh, yeah, on there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like. That wasn't even blow up though. But I, but I think it is from like the hashtags to be honest and the sharing. And so you could probably share them to groups. And so you could probably I do think that. I don't know how. Like my brother and chance and like nick they've all had songs just like get in the algorithm somehow and now like noah has like his song added like all the time to playlists and all that stuff would you be willing to to hand that up or do you want to do that all yourself what if i have released some stuff for you release stuff for you for me, I'm, i, I could, was i'm I your, could give you i could give I'm you your temp manager what if i gave you i would love to see that what if i, would I gave you that. like i don't know what if I give you like six songs and you just like do whatever you want with them or something? I would love that because I'm in marketing right now too. Yeah. And I'm honestly like really liking marketing. I'd have to like think about which six songs to give you, but yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going like, to add that. I'm going to add that on yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, I could. I, have, like, I just a think lot that'd be fun. I just think that'd be super fun because if you're, I didn't know if you were picky. But you can't that. release them under Bamba short. You have to release. Of under, course like, not. You have to like, it's going to be short. It's going to be short Bamba. <laughs> you have to make like a whole new artist. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I'll do everything. Like I'll make a whole new alias. Yeah, okay, yeah. wait, wait. Let me just add it on here so I don't forget because I don't want to forget that. Yeah. But I think that I think that your music's amazing and I think that you need to start experimenting around with it. And right now, I don't want to commit to anything bigger, but like I after reading Logic's book in that third quarter of that book, I am like inspired. Hmm. And I think that it's gonna inspire you too. That's and I cool. think you're going to, after you read it, you're going to soon see what I'm saying. I think it's going to change the way that you make music is what I, is what I truly okay. think. Cause he talks about like his whole like third, which is honestly my least favorite part of the entire book, but probably the most inspiring part just cause the first two, uh, like sections were so amazing. Hmm. But the third section is less interesting, but it's more informative and it's like inspiring and like, like what he yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize I guess we could start talking about this too. This bright future by logic. I'm like on like the last pages of this book right now in audiobook form where it's logic talking. And I also read on, on the Kindle for probably 25% of it too. Mm. But, um, it, it was amazing. And I can't even believe what he went through. And I think that I was racist to logic straight up. And I think that I assumed that he wasn't authentic about what he was saying. Yeah. And now when I listen to listen to Logic's music, I feel dumb and I look at it <laughs> in a whole different light. Because when he says like I think that legitimately because he looks white, that when he says, "Oh, I grew up in the hood, my mom didn't love me, my dad didn't love me." I think I legitimately was like discrediting him. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I, and I just like, I think there was some sort of, or maybe it's just cause I know him better and it wasn't that, but I think it was that, you know? And so, and I didn't realize so much about him, but another a really interesting thing from the book is that the VMA awards, I didn't realize that was his first award show. And when you read the book, you'll see like how important that performance was to him. Like it was, uh, like a super, a huge buildup to that performance. What am I writing here? I'm writing to manage nathan's songs okay that's nuts though do, do you feel like 
listening to it's, Logic's it's music probably now. better than supermarket it's an amazing yeah. book maybe not the third quarter of the book because the third quarter of the book is like so can i just tell you the structure of it or do you yeah. not want to know yeah, yeah, yeah. You could. the structure is that the first book is from about his childhood like when he was super young the second book is about or the second like a uh, part it's broken up into three parts the second part is about his adolescence like him like in like that teenage stage up into the point where he becomes famous and then the third part is like when he's famous and um and like the first two parts that whole story is like incredible and then the last part it's a little bit braggy i think like with good reason because of the first two parts you'll see why he is like that but it's just not as engaging to me but like the whole story is like absolutely insane do you feel like listening to the music now like you have I like have a, a whole renewed, new light. I yeah. have a renewed fire for Logic's music, and not even because of the music itself, but just because of like connecting you, it to like. Yes, I didn't know his story. Also, I feel like I missed out on a movement that you were in that I didn't understand. That now I understand. That looking back on it, like I would have totally been so much more into Logic with you. That like the whole Rat Pack, like I didn't understand it, and he lays it out. And it's like, uh, and I totally understand like why you were a part of that now and like what I missed yeah. out on. I'm like, fuck, that's like so cool. <laughs> like, cause you were there from like when he was not even big, like under pressure, right? Right after under pressure. Like I was there since like, well, the incredible true story. That's like when I kind of started like hopping on him. Okay. So, so you weren't there from like, like the, the main the part OG. I wasn't like OG OG, but I was like yeah. right before mainstream, like everybody didn't come out yet. And I was yeah. listening to them. Yeah. Dude, and he talks about where the place he was at in his life, like when mm. he was before, like some of his concerts and stages of his life in those concerts. Yeah, and yeah. that's gonna be super interesting for you because you were there, so mm-hmm. you're gonna literally be hearing about like what Logic was like before he went on that stage and what he was going through to do that, which is pretty crazy too. And does he talk like you don't don't tell me what he says, but does he talk at all about like his first marriage? Because I really want to know about that. I feel like um, that's like. He doesn't talk about details, but he doesn't shy away from it. I'll say okay, that. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't, but he doesn't go into like that why many they, like why they divorce or something like that. But if she's brought up, or if his feelings are brought up in the story that he's telling, then he will not like shy away from it, and yeah. he'll like talk about it. But he doesn't really have. It's not about that, and I don't think it's even like. It doesn't even feel like you want to hear about that when you're reading it, if that makes sense, because mm. it's Logic's story, and yeah. it's an incredible story. Uh, I guess that's kind of a pun, right? But, um, <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't know it was like that good. I feel like a lot of people were reading Supermarket, and like way less people are reading this one. That's just like what I thought, but it's like brought me to tears multiple times mm-hmm. and throughout the book it's it there's some That's moments in incredible. there that are just that are just uh yeah they're they're uh, it's a lot more i don't know there's there's just a lot more to it it's a lot deeper than what's supermarket. your rating out of 10 right now i think just because of the third section of the book if it was just the first two sections of the book i think it would and he just ended it i think he i probably think that it should have been two different books and that the mm. third part should have been its own book and the first two parts should have been a book and that it would have made the score higher, but it's got to be an eight or a nine. It's got to be an eight Dang. or a nine. And I think maybe it's a nine and supermarkets an eight is what I'd say, but maybe even supermarket might even be better than that. I have to reread it because like, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of like, I feel like unobjective 
feelings towards Supermarket because it was the first book I had actually read like by myself, you know, I hadn't read of a lot of other books and we were reading it together and I was listening to that, the shit out of that album. So it is a good book too. It's a good book. I think it, my mind's a little bit skewed though. Like if I read Supermarket again, it might not, have, I might not have been as, you know, critical of some of the things. And I thought they were more unique than they really are. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But he talked about writing Supermarket in this book too. And he was writing Supermarket for a lot longer than we thought. Like he was writing Supermarket like pretty much since he blew up. So <laughs> it's, it's super interesting to hear about that. And um, how he like utilizes that in his life, it's and that's really inspiring too. So just a super inspiring story. Dang, you have to listen to the audiobook. I'm just saying that, like, yeah, it you have to listen to the audiobook, which you will, right? Yeah, I will. I will. I, I didn't even listen to Supermarket's audiobook, but the Supermarket one isn't as necessary because Logic is he is um, in this book. It's not even like he's reading. He's just telling you like it's not even uh and the influctuations you could just tell that that he's conveying so much more through the audiobook because he'll it's his like uh different voices different you know pronunciations of things are like really cool to hear too and he has literal like recordings of things in there too in the audiobook but that only happens like honestly a few times so that's like probably not a main reason um yeah what books how's your book what were you saying about your book you got the kindle now yeah so how have you been liking that have you been liking the nighttime i feel like i haven't even read it at night i Uh, read it like a couple times in the daytime but i feel um, like i still have to get in that nighttime like mode that's the thing is like i feel like once i get that routine you know that's also like why like i feel like i really want to get a job i mean like I don't know. It's like, it's a lot harder than I thought it would be. Like I've already sent like probably like 20 applications. Wow. 20. Yeah. It's like, it reminds me of like when I was first, I remember when I was first applying to jobs, like, you know, like at at like age 16 and I I worked at Pizza Hut. I remember that Pizza Hut job was like a godsend. it, It was a godsend. And like at the time I remember, you know, I had all these plans, like, Oh, I want to work at Chick fil A or, I think the other one was like, I remember you telling me this or something. Yeah. And it's like, I was very determined, like, Oh, it should be pretty easy. Like I'll work at Chick-fil-A or like, you know, the, the two fast food places I want to work at or whatever. Right. Yeah. And like totally didn't even get like a look. I mean, I got an interview and then I got, I didn't get the job. And then I remember I had to just be like, wow, that was really unrealistic of me. I guess I just got to apply everywhere now. And then I had to just settle for pizza hut at the end. And I feel like, getting out of uci i was like oh i have a bachelor's degree it's like the exact same thing where i'm like okay like, you're a bachelor's degree right now but you're in a weird limbo where you don't have that experience yet so exactly it's like, so i was like easy i should just get like a legal assistant position shouldn't be a problem you know supply legal assistant positions and then it's like they all want like a paralegal certificate or like one to two years of being a legal assistant i'm like what and then like the ones that like don't have those qualifications obviously applied to and then didn't hear back and most of them are in like newport beach or like la which is already like so far for like a 15 an hour job and i was like wow so that's like my chick-fil-a right so i was like oh, like dang I, I thought i could get that legal assistant position well i'll like expand you know and apply like other kind of yeah, like Yeah, that sounds things. really frustrating. Too. So I sent like a wave of like 20 apps or whatever and then like didn't hear it back. 
it's like nuts besides that olive garden interview which yeah. like wasn't even like part of the same like group of apps i'm sending out so now i'm like dang i gotta like take it a tier lower you know what i'm saying I, I feel like i'm going through the exact same thing as when i was 16 except yeah. now i have a degree but it doesn't really change much because i'm still gonna get paid the same <laughs> so like yeah um, i don't know well we've been like hiring people at digicom too and also when i was applying the places which also it sucks that you know you're getting denied all these places and i'm sure like sending out all those applications it's like you know, so tiring. And I'm sure that you're like, oh shit, why it's is it getting back? But I will say that I have had a lot of success. And when I tell people this, they have a lot of success is have you called them and told them that you applied? Cause I'm telling you, man, you got to become a cold caller. If you're, if you're applying yeah. to jobs yeah, and you have to say, hi, I'm Nathan Garcia. I just sent in my application and I'd love to work for you guys. And then all they'll say to you back is what was the name again? Nathan Garcia, okay, I'll pass that along. And then they'll hang up on you. And nine out of 10 of them probably won't even pass it along. You know what I mean? But then you get that one out of 10 and then they actually put their eyes on, you know, the application. And then let's say they put on their eyes on the application and let's say you get, you know, an interview from, it's like brutal. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that your experience isn't, doesn't reflect you actually like um your your qualifications or your potential i think it just reflects that you're kind of scraping the surface and you just if you just dig into those a little bit more yeah. which if you just applied for them like a week ago it's probably like best to wait a week and then call them so that way it's not rude so if anything now is probably the best time to call those 20 and i i would just not even ask for anything more than just if they saw the application do you know what i mean and just yeah. I was just calling to see if you saw my application. I'd love to work for you guys. And then I think that's all you need to say. And then, you know, cause I'm sure it's just a numbers game there. Cause you know, once you sit in front of someone, you're, it's going to be fine. You're going to get that job. You know, if you're, if you just get a, you know, five interviews in person, you're, you're going to get one. So it's just, I feel like it's a, you know, a numbers game there, but it's frustrating. I could totally it tell. Is. Cause I haven't had to go through, I'm going to have to go through that eventually. I know that once, you know, my Digicom days are over, which I luckily lucked out with that where I kind of, you know, hopefully I can leverage that. But I think you can. I think you can because you do have like that experience. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's I feel like your ticket in, you know. But for me, it's like they like every job I want basically like wants me to be in a certain situation or have certain but, certifications okay. that I don't have. Here's another thing it's too. Funny. What they say on their application, and this is very avant with Digicom too, everything that they say on that qualification list is bullshit. Let me just tell you that. If they say, even if it's bachelor's degree, probably half the time is bullshit. And all they want you to do is just show that you want to work there. And so I, I'm telling you, there's, there's, uh, if it says like those qualifications, you're going to get in there and they're going to be like, it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They just put that on there just as a barrier of entry. So I would say if it says two years experience, I would say apply to those and just, it, that's probably just like an ideal. Cause for Digicom, we have, we have five years experience and we have bachelor's degree and we have like all these qualifications for the job but they have a freaking 20 year old as their only sales guy. And they got all these freaking like, you know, people who don't have college degrees. No one else has a college degree. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, I think that's evidence enough. And I think that a lot of other companies just like fake it. Like, do you think a company is going to post a job opening and say, hey, we're looking for anyone. We're super desperate. Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. They're I probably not going to post that. So they're probably super desperate and they just don't want to post that. And maybe that you're shying away from even that, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. I feel like, uh, yeah, it's something I got to like think about. And You got that sexy yeah. headshot on that LinkedIn, you'll be fine. <laughs> Throw that on your resume. You're going to get 10. I, calls. Yeah, I know. Right. At least if anything good came out of this, I like finally set up my LinkedIn, which is nice. <laughs> it's been like way too long. You know? Yeah, dude. But, um, That's why, oh my yeah, gosh. I know it took me longer than I thought. I feel like LinkedIn's a pain in the butt, dude, to set up. I swear. I mean, I don't know, dude. I'm telling you, there was a Valtech assignment. You missed this assignment. Dude, I, they I graduated. I, I'm pretty sure I graduated before that. Like, before that I'm, dude i'm telling you it was in the dock you know what i mean it was like it's always been there it was it's dude, been in the binder think, that's a checklist on the i binder. got like a perfect score on my binder or whatever and i didn't even it like, must have been that. a new edition it then. was a new thing for you guys pretty sure but like yeah it should def- well i don't blame him for making it uh like i think it was now. a great thing i think it was amazing yeah. that the linkedin was on the binder because i just set up that linkedin and the linkedin for me has been useful so it hasn't even felt like a burden at all because if i'm like how long did i work there again i don't look anywhere except oh, yeah. for the linkedin i love having it like there i don't know where i, I started the, i think the next well what i used to do <laughs> it's like super embarrassing but like i used to just look on my facebook because i just updated my facebook work <laughs> thing not for like others to see but for myself like right. i have that work area yeah and i was like oh okay i'll just store all, i'm like, sure my, you like, weren't bragging about your pizza no <laughs> I, I just need that. i just need to put it there to like have like the dates you know and yeah. then i'd also use my college apps because i saved all the pdfs from those so i wrote down all the dates on those so i just like use both of those but now i have it all on linkedin and then i have like the sexy job descriptions on there now exactly so I just copy pasta my linkedin so it's kind of nice like super just nice. like a storage i feel like that's what, exactly like, I, now i gotta set up my notion you know what i'm saying that's like the next i'm that's telling like the next you thing. dude i'm telling you you got to do the notion I've been like going, I've been actually doing Notion too much for at least the journaling aspect of it because I realized I'm just being, maybe you could tell me if I'm wrong because I've never journaled before. I know that you're more experienced in journaling than I am, but I felt like I was writing about every single day. So I would just go on Sunday and I would just think, what did I do Monday? Write about it. What did I do Tuesday? And then I found that by the time I got to Sunday, I was really tired and I would just write about like the things I did instead of how I was feeling or any of the actual like, you know, important stuff that I wanted to actually talk about. And so I don't think that's bad. I feel like I like you write about like what you're doing and then like out of that sometimes like you have those little side comments. I was like blocking myself because I was like, oh, I have to write about Monday. So I couldn't like tie it into the other days. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like, but it's not like, Oh, um, like if you skip the day, you can't write about the day before. No, no, no. Like, um, like if I'm writing about Monday, I'm writing about what happened on Monday, how I felt on Monday, but then I was writing it from Sunday. And so if it was like, you know, if I'm talking about like, let's say my relationship with Emily, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to talk about that on Monday. You know what I mean? Like that's gotta be just a topic about the whole week or the whole month. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You are restricting yourself. You have to like, just treat every entry like I'm going to write about whatever I want today. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be about like what you did. So I'm not day. doing daily. I'm doing weekly, but I was trying to do this weird daily thing. And so now what I'm doing for the past like three weeks is I'm just like 
yeah, just what you're saying. Like, I'm just going like, like flowing. You could still journal every day, but you just have to like, just write about what's on your mind. It's like the podcast. Yeah, you know, I like, haven't even tried. Usually it does have something to do with what you did that day. But like, yeah, I mean, I don't even journal every day, but when I do journal, which is usually like a couple times a month. And do you type or do you write? No, it? write. Yeah. Wow. I've never typed a journal. I mean, I probably have, but like, it's been like, you know, it's like 5% of the time. Yeah. That's why I feel like Notion would be kind of a game changer for that. I'd probably be able to like, you know, uh, type it out or something like that. But I mean, yeah. I just think that it's so much faster. You know, it just takes so long. For to me, write. I like writing because it it has like a personal touch to it. Like when I reread it, I look back and I'm like, oh, yeah. I love like, that. Yeah. I look at other people's writing and I think this is so beautiful. Like I appreciate writing so much. Mm-hmm. And then I just hate it. I hate every ounce of writing. I know you do because you didn't even like write more in like two sentences in my yearbook. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Like I I, I hate it. I hate it. But like, that's just not who you are. Yeah. I feel like this is good for you. You know, like the typing. Yeah. You shouldn't, you shouldn't write. Typing is for sure. And then I have like all my photos lined up and then I have my, um, all my work stuff. So I actually take notes for everything I do throughout the day at work. And so I do that. And so I have that pulled up. And I actually started doing that at co- when COVID started, when I was working from home. Cause I was, if I was like, I was going to be all badass, And if they were ever like, what are you doing? What have you been doing the past week? Have you even been doing anything? I was really afraid of them saying that. And so I was just going to be ready to be like, this is what I did. And it's instantly send them an Excel sheet with everything <laughs> I did. And that's nice. And so I actually have just done that for like the past, like two years now. And so which I love because then I could just be like, am I, because I, sometimes in my, in my head, I'm like, am I even doing anything? Because you feel so lazy because you're not like, in the office, you're not like productive like you are at a like real job or not a real job, but like a manual labor job that I was transitioning out of. And so, um, yeah, but the Notion's been really good. Yeah, I can't wait to set mine up. I feel like Notion is like this daunting thing though where I'm like, oh, I don't really know like where to start. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think that the most important part is just like doing what you want to do, starting it, and then not putting any expectations on yourself and not putting pressure on yourself. Which is super hard for me to do. Yeah. I feel like because it's like you, it's like the perfectionist in me is like I think about Notion and how much I'm going to love it and how much I need it. But it's like if I don't do it perfect, I don't even want to start. And I feel like that's how I feel about I would try. I would really try. Because I saw yours and I'm like, oh, that looks amazing. But, but then like, how do I even yeah. go from nothing to that? You know, it's yeah. like this so, huge thing. Yeah. So I felt the same way and I felt super overwhelmed. And I was watching this guy's video who his notion looked like 10 times bigger than my notion is now. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I started from watching him and I was like, fuck, like this dude is literally like, he, he understands the notion so well that he makes his whole thing set up to be like as efficient as possible for memorization. So like he has backlinks to everything and everything connects and is referenced perfectly. And it's like what I want to be in 10 years of my notion is like how I want to have it like that. And it t- you could just tell that it's been years of work into making that system so airtight and it just like, it's, it's so impressive. But I think that you just got to start by just doing it every single day and just opening it up and just doing one thing and just like writing. I've almost, I've almost like thought to myself, like I want to have like a hangout with you where we just like get Boba and go to the library and like book a study room. And then like, I like 
we just work on our notions. I could help you. you know I would love to do I would, that. I feel like I would that's, love I feel like that's, to do that. That's got to be like the. Or I could do point. my homework and you could do your notion. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Give you tips. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like that would be probably the best. I mean, if you want to do it on Saturday, I'm like super down. Let's do that on Saturday. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know how long I could do that for. But for definitely for a few hours, let's do that. Yeah, just even for like a little bit. Yeah, I feel like that'd be great. Because I feel like that's it's just like this daunting thing that i know i'm gonna need you know what i'm saying and it's super yeah it's just super i think you just weird. gotta start, start start at the spot how do you start like mapping out your life that's just like what notion feels start like, you know at the spot saying? that you're most interested in start in the spot that is going to cause you the most enjoyment don't think I about think what things- i want to start with is like my relationship just because like it's fun and like it's like lighthearted, I don't have to like worry about. I haven't even done that, so I don't you know even saying? know what you would do for that. Like, what like do you want to do? So I like write so much stuff down. Like when it comes to like, oh, I want to write down like, what we do today. You know, like I feel like I'm already doing that, and it's like, oh, what's this like food place I want to show her? What's this like question I want to ask her like next time I oh, see her? Oh, that's so and then, freaking thoughtful. I didn't know you were talking about that. Oh Dang, no, that's yeah, so that's nice. what I mean. Yeah, but it's like. And I forgot you're funny. freaking in the honeymoon stage. I'm, you're all yeah. fucking like and in love. And it's funny because like when I'm doing all that. Have you said that you love Sophia yet? No. Okay. Yet. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to bring that up. Then. <laughs> I didn't know if it happened. Yeah. 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 But um, do you, are, I'm not going to ask you if do you, but do you think that that is, uh, is, is close or do you not think that's close or do you don't answer it? Don't answer that question. I'm what the fuck am I asking you? Sorry. Continue. Don't answer Sophia. I, I'm forbidding Nathan from answering on the podcast. Yeah, so um, <laughs> it's like it's like a fun one. That's like I don't have to like worry about like how everything's set up. But it's like I have all these things I'm already writing down, and it's getting super messy on my notes app. And so the whole time I'm doing this, I just keep thinking to myself. So like, what oh are you gosh, writing down? You're writing down on Apple cool. Notes or what Apple are you doing? Notes, dude. Is terrible. I think that's fine. I, I but still like, use... I feel like Notion would be so much more clean because I feel like there's so much I want to do and so much... Because there's like a lot of things I'm not saying on a podcast like about like this too that like I would just love to have like subfolders for and stuff like that. But with Apple, it's like so limiting. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. But for the... Um for the for the notes app though for apple notes that's gonna freaking overwhelm you because right now that's your dumpster and so that's like google keep for me so i feel the same way where i'm like oh shoot if i had Mm -hmm. my like freaking it's like a huge pile of garbage in my life right of like it's what it is which i'm sure you feel the same way which is like so much information unorganized like you know you haven't cleaned it up at all like uh it's just it's just so overwhelming so i feel like you just gotta be really specific about it and uh that's why i feel like notion would be such a big help because i feel like everything's just cluttered now like because the thing is before this is just the way things were so you didn't feel like it was cluttered you're like oh i'm, I'm a generally organized person digitally you know what i'm saying and, and then, then you I showed me notion eyes. i opened your and i'm like chakra. oh my gosh there's an app that yes, like the same takes thing. organization to like the next level and now I don't and have to worry. And it literally just benefits you. It oh yeah, no, like for no sure. Downside. It's like, and, and as a writer, like, and someone who likes to be digitally organized, and I, I've always been like the too many subfolders kind of guy. Like my hard drive outside, there's like a million subfolders in that thing. And I've always just, that's just always how I've operated. Yeah. And so, you know, before Notion came out or before I had like an awareness of Notion, like Apple only allows you to make like, I think two subfolders or something like that, which is fine. I guess like when that's all you have, you know what I'm saying? I mean, back in the day there weren't even folders. So, you know, we're just kind of happy that we have them. Yeah. But now it's like, I could 
take that or take what's on my Google Drive or take what's on like my desktop. Dude, and just Google put Drive it on is so thing. trash. Google I remember Drive is I used to use terrible. It's terrible. I used to use Google Drive. I because I have things stored in Docs. I have things stored like on like my Finder, and I have things stored on like you know notes. And it's just like it would just be on my hard drive too. And it's like it would just be so much more like Google Docs serves its purpose for things that you like just need once you know what i mean mm-hmm. if you just need to do like one word document submit it and then kind of forget about it dude even like my boba tracker would just be so much better on notion dude. i feel like that's the thing it's like like i have all these notes right that Bro. like aren't i don't I mean flex. in my no no, no but it's like you, I know, you know, I was it's about to pull even, it up. It's, well it's not even flexing i feel like because did you, i show you the um the end of your recap that i did because that's the one i'm most proud of um the I journal did the uh, this one let me show you the year of 2021 oh that's sick I love that, dude. So this you is show, I'm gonna I start doing this every me, like, year. Not you didn't show me like when it's finished, but I think you showed me like while I was in progress or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. it's finished, and so it's. Uh, I'll show you right now because I'm really proud of this. This was when I was in quarantine too, so this is like kind of like the task that I yeah like tried yeah, to do. Yeah. But I also like was gonna do it either way. That's um, amazing. Oh, you did show me this. That's yeah, right. That's right. I remember this. Oh, yeah. So it just has my journal entries and everything. Yeah. And then, see, like, like once I saw this. My eyes were opened. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, and then I could it would just be so much better to have this because I could start like taking photos now and like documenting like even more information that like on Apple Notes would be just be too overwhelming. But then on Notion, it'd be like really easy and efficient. Yeah, and then like the boba tracker thing. I have something right here that's very similar. Also, dude, I got this wish list one, and this one has been so helpful too. So whenever I think of a gift for anyone, because you know throughout no, the no, I already have that. Like yeah, but on notes, everything you're saying is like it just all. But then this one is on like notes, you this know what one. Saying? You go here, and then you just go to new. So I literally have like hundreds of gift ideas in here. Yeah, yeah. And then I just go to new, and then it just is like everything I need to put in. And then when I put it in, it has like you know price whenever you're interested in it so you know what you're interested in like how long have i been interested in this who is it for yeah. you know what i mean no and right so, now like that sounds so amazing because right and now then like, i have all the gifts on here and so you could just like see and then you could just like you know look at each gift and then you know see who's it for so like like this one's for me a lot of them for me dad right there you know i got like yeah some for other people on there too and then so that one's been a really nice one. And then just like we were wanting, I have a weed review and I, oh, I've seen I review, this, one. Yeah. And this, this one is still going and I'm still doing it. And that's like what you could do for Boba is just like this and then just have it set up Which like would be that. super nice. Yeah. And have each Boba spot. And then you could even do like S tier, A tier. You could even have it set up like that. No, I know. I think we'll once, do it on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'm like, hyped. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Also buy an iPad. That's what I would recommend too. Need to get a job first. The iPad. Everything revolves around me getting a job first, dude. The iPad, I think should be a priority because the iPad is like, uh, is a game changer for like, if you're handwriting stuff too, like that's the number one reason to get an iPad. And if you're doing the journal entries, imagine if you could do the journal entries and you, the piece of paper and the colors were infinite. Like, why would you not want that? So like you for sure should get an iPad and the iPad, air is literally 400 bucks and so it's like honestly you should just buy that and it will be worth so much more than 400 bucks i think i think the ipad if i had to guess is going to be like exactly how this 32 inch monitor was that i was telling you about where i didn't think i needed it it opens your eyes yeah it's like dude because your books right now it's like it's going to be so easy for you to lose so much information like that it could just be gone and 
if you have it just digitalized from the beginning, there's just so many benefits because you're never no, going to go I, in and I, scan it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know. There's like an allure to like having like the real thing, but yeah, it's, I, I think know. that this is just as real. I really do. I yeah. think that you just, your mind is too sentimental. My mind is just, we're it just going to be in VR. It is, We're yeah. going to just be in AR like in 20 years, dude. So just like <laughs> the metaverse. I mean, I think that not the metaverse, but I think that you're just going to have everything uh, digitalized and like in audio. Do you think the metaverse is going to happen or no? Um, well, no, I don't think in its form that it is today. I think that everyone is annoyed by the metaverse. So I think that the rebranding, do I think that, you know, we're going to have everyone's going to be wearing glasses or a type of vision assisted um, digital world. Yes. I do think that that is, I just did that stupid thing where you ask yourself a question too. And I hate that, but um, I think that you're going to um, have that. And I think that it makes so much sense. Like if you have a TV on your AR glasses, or if you have your whole house mapped out on your glasses, then you could like go anywhere. You know what I mean? So if all you care about is in like your, digital world then your digital world can move with you wherever you go i think it's freeing especially for someone like me where i feel so tied down to my like gear you know what i mean i almost feel naked when i'm not at home because i like have everything the way i want it you know and i got like obsessed with some of the easy access to things you know so uh yeah i think it'll be freeing in a way what do you think do you think it's scary I don't know. I feel like it's um I see your point though. I see your point. It might be the, it might be that. Why would you have your computer on a physical thing when it could just be in like a a virtual world and you could just have it? Yeah. Like I mean no Stark. no like no like you definitely make a good point. I feel like I'm not trying to say like you're wrong. It's just kind of like I think it's just like the practicality of it is like well I could we really convince everyone to just like wear glasses like all the time, you know? Which like well, there's so many benefits already. Just which from like an individual we convinced level. everyone to wear like smartwatches and carry a phone with them, so it's not that far. But I think it's just that I keep thinking about like Google Glass and like all the failed, you know, bro. The technology when we had Google Glass, bro, our phones were still like three inches big, mm-hmm. and there literally wasn't any games on your phone. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That's when Google Glass came out. You're the best computer in the world, like. The best computer in the world could not run the games that we have today. The best computer in the world was running like World of Warcraft and like those games, CSGO. You know what I mean? Now we have like these crazy processors and everything. The Google Glass was just way, way, way I think that's, ahead of I its think time. that's the thing is like I'm just trapped thinking about like stuff like that, you know? Instead of uh, electric like cars, the most range on an electric car when the Google Glass was out was like 100 miles, bro. It was like 150 miles. Yeah. Like the world in the past 10 years has like, you know, the technology is like doubled. So now think about like the Google glass had like that tiny, it was like a tiny little square and it could project stuff onto it. Think about if it literally could project stuff anywhere in your vision. Like that's like a two different things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not even the same product. So it's, it's not even, um, I don't think it has anything to do with each other. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're not going to put on those Apple glasses when those, the Apple oh, already I mean, has the patents I mean, out. I, I mean, I probably would, you know, knowing Dude, me. Dude, you're going to buy them. You're yeah. going to be like, ah, oh, shit, I need those Apple glasses. Knowing me, uh, I probably would. It's it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like. Could I you think imagine it's, not it's, having to take a phone a, it's anywhere? Not, it's, a, 
it's not like a world I'm against. It's more like a world like I still like I'm having trouble like you know what I'm saying like picturing just because like it's like oh like how like I understand the concept but it's just kind of like is that really gonna happen? I don't know. I think it's inevitable. And I think that in 10 years from now, it's going to, you got to think 10, 20 years, probably it's probably, I would say 20 years from now going to start becoming mainstream is what I'd Mm -hmm. say is maybe that's when the technology will get like really, really good where it's like, and the price, right? So right now it's going to come out and it's going to be like 10 grand. You know what I mean? I think it's right now like VR is still like kind of sloppy. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. You look, look at, you look at like the Oculus. Like, I'm not going to wear that around. Landon you know got saying? an Oculus for Christmas. Yeah. And the Oculus, the most impressive thing to me was the AR because it has a camera on it so you can kind of see what it's going to be like. But think about this. They're selling the Oculus right now. If they can right make now. the Oculus in like a normal glasses format, I feel like that's where it's, it's going to get good. It's literally saying? not an if. It's not an if. It's, it's a, a when. when. It's going to yeah. happen. If you... If you think there's going to be any progress at all it's going to happen do you know what Mm -hmm. i mean because they're selling the oculus right now for 200 bucks so it's like think about how easy that is that's nothing you know what i mean i think if you see an oculus and if you're like thinking from the perspective of like 15 years ago that thing's worth a hundred thousand dollars you know what i mean that thing's worth fifty thousand dollars like it's a huge leap and I think no, that, definitely. that pricing, dude, I want to buy an Oculus so bad. It's literally 250 bucks. Can you believe that? I can't even believe that. That seems crazy to me. And it's like a whole different reality. I think it just looks like bulky. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you want me to like step it's outside bulky. my house. You can't step out of your si- house And like drive and like go do my day and have like the VR thing. It's like, you're going to have to make it a lot more portable. I think that. it's got to be. It, it probably will. Like you're saying. I think when it reaches that point, then like, that's when I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll like consider it, you know? No, it's got to just look like regular glasses. It just got it. You can't be able to tell it apart. It just got to look like regular glasses and it's got to be under like $2,000 and then it'll be a product, but that probably won't happen for a while. But you know, I'm excited to see what that first really expensive Gucci iteration is. You know what I mean? (laughs) That like, that like Apple, like the iPhone like yeah well maybe that like groundbreaking thing maybe not the iphone maybe like the first cell phone or the first phone that was like five thousand dollars you know what i mean like almost like that like because because smartphones kind of did like a jump you know it wasn't so much like uh there wasn't an iphone for five grand you know what i mean we're like dude the first smartwatches i remember the first smartwatches were expensive and they were um like you know a lot more like the microsoft band was like 250 bucks and it had a screen that was like that big you know what i mean it was like barely a smartwatch you had that i did and i don't know why the fuck i did it's so stupid but i mean it was i know it was was great at the time i feel like i thought that was not not stupid for a year i thought i was the freaking shit but that thing is like such a piece of crap now it's such now it is back then it was good dude back then that thing like sold out i'm pretty sure it like yeah they literally couldn't make enough and there was probably even even expen- more expensive one that was like a year before that or a couple years before that, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it'll be cool to see that. It'll be super cool to see when an electric car becomes affordable, when the first $30,000 electric car hits, like nice one. When the first $30,000 Tesla hits, dude, it's going to change the world. I'm going to buy one. I'm lined up. When that Tesla yeah. comms out for thirty grand, i am buying one for sure. For sure. I don't know when that's going to happen, though. I'm surprised your parents haven't bought a Tesla yet. 
Like your mom, like I, I feel like she'd be like first in line. My mom literally could getting, with like, the lease that she has right now. I mean, it probably would be a comparable price. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm kind of surprised, honestly. Dude, the Tesla for the interior alone is like the best car ever. You know what I mean? No other car's interior is like that for that price because it's like what the Model Three is what like forty five thousand, forty thousand. I think it's like more like fifty thousand though. But so that's like uh not that far off, you know. And they could still get that interior in there. Bro, I would cry if I got a Tesla. <laughs> it might happen. I feel like actually it will happen for you. Like just the Dude, way you are right I now. I have so many things that I want in my head. I have too many wants right now. The Tesla's gonna be like the Tesla's gonna be like when you're like a career man. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's kind of how I see I it. feel spoiled and I feel like I <laughs> don't appreciate what I have at all. And I always am looking for the next best thing. And I don't, like, I'm probably going to set up this like gaming monitor and be like, oh, I want the G9. I want the, the, you know, full curve. Yeah. I just am not satisfied, Nathan. I'm not, you know. Dude, yeah. This is like super off topic, but like I've been having like this deja vu thing. That's, that's probably like the wrong word to use. But dude, listening to like our old podcasts, it's like nutty. Like, I used to why do that do we, all the time. Why have our voices changed so much in like two years? That's what's like tripping me out the most is like, it's only been, well, actually it's not been, it's been like three years, but like, it's been like three years, which isn't like that much. Like, I feel like we're already like done with puberty. Right. But it's like, I listen to these old ones. I'm like, why do we sound, it's like listening to like a middle school. Thing, they did you know? studies and they found that, I mean, I think that it's, when I think about it, I get really like uh, weirded out by that. Yeah. But if, but I feel like I've always known that was going to happen because they did studies and people can like throughout all ages can like tell age just from hearing their voice like within like five, ten years, of like a person's age. When do our voices like stop changing? I don't think they ever do. They you don't could, ever you could, stop. If you're on the phone with someone, you subconsciously know if they're old or if they're young or if they're middle aged. That's like, you that's, know, that's nuts. you don't yeah. realize me doing cold calls every day. I see that because yeah. you, you call them and you instantly know their age like in that range like an old lady is an old lady like you can tell it's like ingrained in you so i think our voices are always going to change i think that it's like you, you that's get been deeper. one of the most subtle things i've noticed about the podcast is like it's very subtle too because if you were to ask me right now oh how much has your voice changed since you know 2019 which is when we started i would have been like like not much like negligible you know but you listen to the tapes and i'm like holy crap it's not like huge but it's enough for me to be like that's easy like 10 percent to 15 percent difference i don't think i've had this crazy realization really you have i feel like i did i I was like like, i want to listen to it right now because i'm like why do we sound like so high pitch you know what i'm saying or like why do we sound so nasally that's like at least well i'm more judging my voice not your voice like your voice is like i don't know you'll probably have your own thoughts sometimes i think back on my voice and i think it's super annoying and i think does, isn't that everyone or is that just me me and you it's probably just like, everyone okay because i think that too you know i don't know i think that sometimes i talk with too much saliva in my mouth and i <laughs> i've never felt that too many before. s's i feel like i have like a lisp no i don't i don't think so at least like talking to you you know i don't think i've ever heard that yeah i don't know why i think that but i feel like i have like a lisp but i know that i just am hyper focused on that and everyone kind of pronounces their s's weird i kind of noticed that mm. like if you watch anyone talk whenever like a s word comes up you know with a lot of like like sustainable like it's kind of weird to hear that like 
sustainable. It's interesting, like, when you hear, like, certain, like, for instance, African-Americans, like, say, like, Wait, so who? African-Americans, oh, like, yeah. when it's, like, like, you'll hear some African-Americans be, like, instead of saying ask, they say ax. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Just different, switch. like, inflections. Yeah, different yeah. inflections. But it's, like, exactly what you're saying. It's, like, the S is The golf videos different. I've watched, they're all been British guys. So I see um, their accents, and I, like, hear that, and I'm, like... That's so weird. Me and Emily have been making fun of this one is that in uh, in British, they say, or, or in Australian, I mean, they say, yeah. for water bottle. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> is that yeah. so stupid? I know. Me and Sophia have been watching um, Love Island UK. We've oh, been like, yes, yes. Yeah, we've been like I've seen that. deep in that. Because we finished um, Too Out to Handle. Have you ever seen I that have. one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we finished that one. And so we're watching Love Island right now. And it's AKA so... Nathan finally got in a relationship, so now he's with well, this girl who dude, wants to dude, watch these, right? Dude, no. But I then you get I into was them? The one, I was the only one to watch him. I feel like she... Because, like, it's more like she became, like, my excuse now to watch him. Because I yes. feel like in the gym, there have been... Pl- like, this is before I was dating her. Like, they would be playing, like, The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and I'm like, low-key? Why is it, like, <laughs> kind of fire? Why would I be keeping up with Matt, you know? That's, yeah. like, the last Bachelor thing. And so... I was like literally like low key on my own time, like watching like the after the final rose video on like YouTube and stuff. It was like my guilty pleasure. Yeah, it was like my guilty pleasure. Like I didn't yeah. tell anyone about. And so when I started dating Sophia, I was like, oh, like would you be down to like hate watch this? And she's like, yeah, I'm so down. So like now I have like an excuse, but you know? It, it's not hate watching. You get into dude, it, dude. Don't we're lie. De- to definitely yourself. into it. No, I'm not. You're I'm not, not even lying. I've, like, I've embraced it now. Like I feel yeah, like before good. I was a closeted trash romantic I've been a closeted watcher too. you know what i'm saying i know exactly what you're and saying and then once like it's like i was closeted and i didn't even let myself like do that much research you know what i'm saying and then once i started dating her she tells me about like all these shows and i'm like oh my gosh like i want to watch like all of them you know have you seen uh love is blind not yet because we're still really we're, we're going like one at a time so, that's like, the one where they pick who they're dating before they even see them <laughs> so it's like super awkward i feel like i like my favorite part about it is like just the cringe dude, moments. You know what I'm saying? Because that's why I didn't like. Because we watched, so cringe, we watched. I think it was the Bachelorette. This one girl goes on too hot to hand. Oh, sorry, yeah. not too hot to know. Goes on Love Is Blind, and clearly is not attracted to the yeah. to the guy she's yeah. with. And it's clearly because of his height. <laughs> and then she keeps getting drunk and bringing it up, and then eventually like trying to cheat on him in the show. That's nuts. And. It's like so awkward. You you gotta watch. I feel Love like is Blind. that's one thing I learned was like, like me and her, we we tried watching The Bachelorette, and then it was like too proper. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't enough. Like, I, I didn't like. I've never it watched was like the they're taking it too seriously, and too I, didn't, serious. I didn't like it. I I love Too Out to Handle because yeah, they're just all horny and like they're so cringe, you know. And it was so funny. And then Love Island is like, it's not as like flamboyant, I guess, as Too Out to Handle, but it's still like cringe. It's still like it's still nice. I agree know? with that. The vibes of like these Netflix shows are so much better because when you're watching The Bachelorette, you're like having to take notes in a way. You're like, this person's with this person, blah blah. They're too like, and I think they're too like mm, professional. That's like the best way I could put it. Even though they're not, it's like I feel like like they don't crack jokes. They crack like the like they're not late weird night enough. Jokes. Yeah, they're not like cringy enough. Like I like making fun of them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I I know exactly what you're saying. I think Love Is Blind. That would. Maybe that's the next one. I don't know. But anyway, we've been watching Love Island UK and they have like all these like 
different sayings and stuff like that that are like so interesting it's like they say banter a lot oh yes you yes. know what i'm saying and they say like like there's this one girl that me and sophia have like this inside joke because she's always like oh that's so like bevy which is like <laughs> sexy i guess but that's how they say it. it's like oh wait, that's so bev you know bevy i haven't heard you that know? one but it's like really interesting. interesting they have all these random oh they'll say like factor factor 20 factor 50 and i'm like what it's like i guess it means like you're down it's like 10 toes down except instead of saying 10 toes down you say like factor 50 but like factor 100 is like a big deal you know what i'm saying it's like yeah, he's like it's... oh i'm like down for her like factor 20 like they say that and i'm like what the heck but it's kind of cool you know like, it's super cool because then it's because you know that we're just as weird yeah you we're know just we're as weird like we're, whatever we're saying like they're like what because i think it's like when we say like oh like he's chill like i don't think that's not universal. probably like californian it's not universal yeah, yeah we say a ton of things also we say we say dude a lot huh like i don't they, they like never say dude bro dude <laughs> you, it's bro. like pretty we're pretty stereotypical like if you actually think about it yeah and like the no no yeah yeah no mm. that's very we, i don't even notice it and we probably have done it like we don't times. notice it we've probably done it on this podcast what's weird is everyone on love island too is like they're like 20 21 they're like our age right yeah. and so we're basically witnessing how dating is kind of i mean it's like trash tv so it's obviously like you know super whatever like it's like really exaggerated but to an extent you're seeing like kind of like uk dating in a sense or at least how they talk among young people and it's so much different but it's cool i like love watching it dude it makes me sad that because i feel like your uh foreign exchange program or not, was it foreign exchange or whatever it was to tokyo mm-hmm. would have oh been, yeah, yeah i don't yeah. think it was exchange my study abroad study abroad yeah, that's yeah. the word i was looking for not foreign exchange Th- that um tokyo experience that you missed out on was probably going to be such a like life-changing experience for you oh, and yeah. i'm so sad that you didn't get to have that happen yeah, i know i know i feel like it like worked out in the end just because like there were a lot of good things that i guess happened in as a substitute but don't say that bullshit you gotta go to tokyo i do want to go there but i just can't i can't live there anymore that's like the the reality i'd have to go there on like a trip you know what i'm saying i can't ever go there as like a student anymore yeah which sucks. not even for law school not even for law school yeah you can't do that they don't have study abroad in law school damn you're making me feel like i gotta go to freaking study abroad right now and sign up dude <laughs> that's what you're making me feel like shit <laughs> fuck do i gotta go? it's just like I considered I it. yeah dang did With you did you accents. even set a timer for this for this episode oh sh- i we've been way over time oh way over okay oh that's um, what i was trying to tell you i was like i thought i thought like you a, do that i didn't i was just kind of talking and just being like let's just i started i started this until. we've probably been going for about an hour now because oh, okay. i started this that's at about good. 15 minutes okay yeah you're right i should do a timer instead of a stopwatch <laughs> all right later you guys all right later